Welcome to FamilyCast. I'm Kyle Gowen. And I'm Amy Gowen. We're glad you've joined us today. FamilyCast is a weekly conversation about marriage, parenting, and all things family. Hey folks, it's good to talk to you today. Thanks for joining in on FamilyCast. If you haven't rated us on your favorite uh, platform for listening to podcasts, please do that. We'd also ask that you tell a friend about what all you're uh, listening to and what you're enjoying and, and recommend they uh, they get involved. Rating the podcast always is good. So uh, we enjoy hearing your feedback. So thank you so much for, for doing that. And again, Thank you for listening in. Amy, today, uh, tell us a little bit about what we're going to be talking about. Well, a topic near and dear to my heart, uh, joy, just the joy of parenting. You are a joyous person. Uh, most of the time, I try to be. So, um, But we do talk about a lot of probably serious, maybe even heavy topics about parenting and marriage, but I always like to remember it is fun. Yes, it is. Parenting kids in any season, there are always things to laugh at, things that really just bring joy. And I know that's a gift. I know God did that for a reason. I think it glorifies Him when we just truly joy in our kids. Well, joy is also uh, a fruit of the Spirit. And so you want to, I mean, begin to exhibit that. And if uh, for that to happen in with your family and with your kids and with your wife, you've got to be uh, a person who's trying to develop that it within you. Yep. And um, you know, I, I think back on uh, just even our own marriage and b- being happy in marriage, uh, being joyful in marriage. And so, if you're you're trying to find that within your own, mm-hmm. uh, you, you've got to be. A joyful person or a person who is happy, you know, I think, let me, I think this is probably a good spot to talk about, as I see the difference between happiness and joy, Ooh, you know, I think happiness, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's pleasure driven, obviously, and, uh, but it's within circumstances. So like I'm in the middle of something and I'm finding happy, I'm mm-hmm. finding a happiness in what I'm doing in this moment. Uh, and usually it's pleasure driven in that moment. Yeah. Uh, Joy, though, has more to do with your finding pleasure in spite of your circumstances. So mm-hmm. happiness is in the middle of your circumstances. Joy is finding something that is in spite of what you may be going to going through, and that's a condition of your heart. Yeah. And it's a choice. I mean, I find myself choosing to find joy, and then in my life anyway, happiness is a lot of times just an overflow, more just a reaction to something funny or something fun that definitely makes life sweeter. I want happiness. Well, our kids also, they're not necessarily looking for joy right now. Right. What they're looking for is to be happy. Mm -hmm. And uh, our job isn't to make them happy. But part of our job as parents is to create opportunity for happiness to exist in our home. And out of that, I think joy begins to to grow and develop. Yeah, I do think um, joy is a fruit of the Spirit. I do think it's something that is cultivated in us as we um, yield ourselves to the Spirit. That's right. Um, I think Scripture does point us to 
the emotion of happiness. I mean, mm-hmm. a joyful heart is a good medicine. Yes. That's a proverb. And it's so true that um, a cheerful heart, a happy heart, really does bring life in our homes. It brings healing. Um, we choose joy because we're choosing the Spirit. Well, the book of Philippians is all about Amen. joy. joy. Rejoice, and again, I say rejoice, choose joy. Yeah. So yes, you're right. Um, I think about the life of Jesus, though we don't have... But wouldn't it be cool if we had some jokes that Jesus told his disciples? <laughs> I don't think, yeah, never mind. They're not in there for a reason. But Jesus was about the parties. His first miracle was at a wedding. He's turning water into wine. Um, there's a lot to be said about that, that J- Jesus spent time with his disciples. I'm imagining just kick back telling stories, talking about things, and just in relationship. We were wired for relationship. Relationship is very, very important. And so developing a relationship with your kids uh, that is joyful, that is there are happy moments, knowing that they're not not every situation mm-hmm. because— you know there are there are difficult situations that people walk through with children. Uh, that and there there are difficult relationships. There's difficult difficult moments. There may be uh, you, you may have a child in a situation where you're dealing with an, a, a very difficult disease, a very mm-hmm. difficult illness that's going on, uh, and even in the midst of those times, you're looking for opportunities to. Um, create happy moments, create times of joy for that child and for you. Uh, There may be uh, relational difficulties. Uh, Listen, if if there's not ongoing tension or long-term tension, there's going to be short-term tension in any parent-child relationship. And uh, it may not be a happy moment, but there can still be joy Mm -hmm. within the fact that you have this child as a gift of God. You know, you think about Jesus and how much he loved children. Mm -hmm. You remember him uh, correcting his disciples when they were trying to keep the children away. I think they were trying to probably do a good thing. He's let the teacher teach, but he said, no, 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 no. let the kids come, let them come to me. And um, Jesus loved children. And I think that's a, that's a challenge for us yeah. to love our kids and and not just not just love them by providing for them, but having a good time with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's important. Yeah. In that instance you're talking about, if I'm not mistaken, the scriptures l- specifically say that Jesus placed his hands on them and he blessed them. And just that little added picture of Jesus putting his hand on a child's head, um, embracing them somehow, to me, that just points to the beauty of relationship. I think touch really is important with yeah. our k- children. I think that um, oftentimes I want to like touch them, like <laughs> spank or something, or discipline or any of that, oh, that kind of things. Did you ever get that gentle squeeze from your parents? Oh it's, my goodness! Oh, how about in the middle of church? Yes. Yeah, there was some physical touch going on. <laughs> I did not feel. Well, I felt loved in a disciplined kind of way. But any, any, anyway, Jesus, I think, sets the example of um, enjoying children. So those early days when they're infants, do you remember just 
looking at each other going, what did we do before we had this child in our home that we're laughing we at? We slept. That's what we did. Well, oh, we my did. gosh. We did. But I look at the young couples in our church with either newborns or maybe not in the sleep-deprived newborn stage, yeah. but a little bit older. And I find so much joy in how they are enjoying those babies. Yeah. Well, thinking about as a parent, you know, uh, part of what we do as parents is create environments for um, good memories, for mm-hmm. fun, for, uh, and, and again, I want to make sure that you, you, you hear me well. I'm not talking about being a recreation director. Uh, you're not like yeah. the guy on, or the lady on the <laughs> cruise ship that is responsible for all of the fun activities. And But there is a point at which yeah, we do need to work towards that. I think I think something that we can do, though, uh, from a spiritual standpoint, uh, one is to begin to pray for our kids that they would have a happy disposition, that mm-hmm. our home would be a place that they want to be, mm-hmm. uh, that where we, Father, give me a desire to want to spend time yeah. with my kids. Now, I think it's difficult to pray for someone or some situation, specifically pray for a person, and then your heart not be bent towards mm-hmm. them. Uh, Amy, you had a practice of praying for our kids daily, and you had a you had a like a thirty day checklist of different yeah. things. How did that bend your heart towards our kids? Well, because it was 30 days, I'm sure it was designed for a month, so maybe 31 days of praying for your children. There's, I mean, they're out there. You can just Google it and see. Um, I think it got me thinking specifically, because when you think about 30 different or 31 different ways to pray for your child, you do start praying for their creativeness, the way that God has gifted them. How can I bring that out as a parent? Um, Training them up in the bent that they were designed. Um, some kids are going to be more um, demonstrative in their in their just fun and their personality. Some are going to be more quiet. So in praying towards praying for my children, I was learning their personality. I was learning what how they were wired and what they what and they the things liked. they enjoyed to do and uh, like to and what made them laugh. And, yeah. And uh, you know, being a being a, a, a husband and a wife, a, a parent, part of what we do is to try to make our families enjoyable. We mm-hmm. want to be around one another. That's the more you enjoy each other, the more you want to be around each other. And I th- I think that's one of the things that I would highly encourage parents is that as you're praying for your kids, God begins to bend your heart mm-hmm. towards them and you're praying that he would bend their heart towards you so that you will want to spend time with one another. Yeah. Uh, it is difficult to plan. You've heard this before. It's difficult to plan quality time. Mm-hmm. Quality time comes out of quantity of time. And so the more time that you can spend with them, uh, you're going to have some of those quality moments. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of a mother with preschool girls had asked me one time, how do I have a relationship with my daughters like you have with your daughter? And at the time, Jordan was probably high school. And I said, oh, you start now. You start now as a preschooler. When you're tucking them in at night, you are just listening and you're asking questions and you make it a, you know, maybe not every night, but as much as you can, you're doing one-on-one time with that child and letting them know they think I'm important. 
They're going to listen. They're going to ask questions. And that just naturally goes. When you do that day in and day out, the child's going to grow up. And you're going to keep doing that in a developmentally appropriate way as they get to be school age, teenagers. Now, granted, I'm not tucking a teenager in at night, but that's still that habit of relationship may look a little different, a different time of the day, but that relationship started way when they were in preschool and grew. Well, you're you're not only praying for each other's heart to be bent toward each other. You're not just praying for uh, and looking for time to spend for one another. You're praying for, in a very real way, wisdom, and wisdom specifically to help. Uh, and this may not be something that is difficult for you as a parent, but it was for me that everything didn't have to have level one tense intensity. You know, if things weren't going, uh, trying to figure out what was really worth addressing and mm-hmm. what was really worth, uh, that's not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, because you, you, I'm not trying to, I, I want there to be a relationship where I, where my kids want to be around me. And if all they saw me as, or see us as, or see you as, those of you who are listening, uh, as the disciplinarian, uh, they, you've got to figure out and the Lord's, the Holy Spirit's got to give mm-hmm. you wisdom as to what's worth bringing the hammer to yeah. and what's worth just a gentle correction or no correction at yeah. all on this because it's, it, it, it doesn't need one. Well, and let's face it, usually when you're with your first child, that's where you're making all your big mistakes of what is worth making a mountain out of. And we would tell Jordan often, listen, you're the first five-year-old we've ever had. You're the first 16-year-old we've ever had. In other words, you're the firstborn, so you're going to work out some of our parenting kinks. Well, and then it went to uh, our Peyton, our first boy. Yeah. You're the first five-year-old boy we've ever exactly. had. Exactly. Then we got to Evan, it was just kind of like, <laughs> party's where, on. Where is he? Is he here? Where? What's... Which I do think... Um, th- Generally speaking, babies of the family, I call them boffs, B-O-F, typically... Why do you call them boff? Baby of the family. Oh, okay. Boff. Um, They typically are more a little... Well, I'm speaking generally, and maybe I should say I'm a baby of the family. (laughs) (laughs) So typically we are probably more laid back. And I really think it's because as parents, I know my parents were tired by the time I came along. So it was a little more relaxed um, in their parenting and it resulted. When you have a perspective. Yeah. And you've got a perspective that is, that looks very different after raising other children. So that, that does make a big difference. Well, what are some things that, that could happen? Okay. You've been praying parents, Mm -hmm. you're praying that God would give you wisdom. You're seeking uh, other advice from parents. You're trying to make sure that, uh, man, this is a, f- uh, my house is joyful. Right. I want to be joyful. I want my home mm-hmm. to be joyful. I'm looking for those types of things. Uh, what, what are some things that could happen? Uh, because really we do, we are responsible and Amy and I have, we, we've had some different discussions on this. I think as parents, we do have to kind of look for ways to create fun in our households, because oftentimes our kids, you know, they, they just come along with us to the mm-hmm. things that we do. And so I think uh, we, we have to look for ways that we can create some fun yeah. time in our house. Now, Amy, you've got another bent on that, another little thought on that. Share that about how, uh, you know, kids need to enjoy what you do 
also. Yeah. I mean, I, I just know from talking to a lot of moms that, that would say, I'm not a real big fan of getting down on the floor and playing Legos. I'm just, I'm over it. Now we're going to, we'll talk about that because I think uh, you got to just do it. You know, you got to play because that is their language. But I do think if you find what you enjoy, if it's gardening, if it's painting, if it's whatever, and then bring your children along into that world, it will come more naturally for you. And it'll be, it, it won't be as, I mean, well, just honestly, you, you've got to be willing for them to mess up some stuff. Absolutely. I mean, it, it may not be perfect in your gardening, but mm-hmm. they're having fun digging in the dirt and yeah. playing with the stuff that you're doing, but you're creating a fun atmosphere. It's, I mean, it is true that the whole season that they are young, preschool, and then even school age, it, there's things that are just it's a mess. It's a mess. And it is a hassle to come back and have to clean. And I remember putting our kids outside in the summertime and just giving them pots and pans um, within reason. You know what I'm saying? I would get those muffin tins a lot and then just fill them with flour and baking soda and salt and all these different things. And they would just sit there and create and put mud and water. And it was a mess. You're basically hosing down kids and, you know, utensils. But, I mean, it kept them busy. It was fun. It was funny. Um, So, I mean, I just do think you've got to get over the whole, I've got to have a neat house. Yeah. I think, uh, and I want to go back to that because I, it, it is important to create fun opportunities for them, things that they enjoy doing. My kids, uh, everyone knows in my family, I'm not a big game person. Let's play a board game. But... <laughs> True. We, we would do that. And uh, I can't say that I did it all the time, but there would be, my kids will always, they'll, they'll always remember, uh, dad will play X amount of rounds of this, you yeah. know, apples to apples, I think it was, was one of our games. And, uh, and, and dad's got four rounds in him. That's it. And, yeah. But boundaries. But that's when good. we would do that, we would have fun. We would know. Okay. Uh, and you I mean, parents, you, there are just some things you're going to have to do because you're a parent. Yeah. And it is your responsibility. I don't think you're going to find joy necessarily without happiness. Mm-hmm. You're not always going to be happy, but even when the absence of happy is there, there still can be joy. Yeah. But there's got to be a foundation uh, of some memories, some time, mm-hmm. some things that people have bought into together. Yeah. And uh, th- those things look different at Mm -hmm. all stages. But the principle is, is that parents, you've got to be involved in creating some of those. It may mean uh, there were times when, well, here's one, do do unexpected things. I mean, just do some things that are unexpected. Kyle, you were the king of spontaneity, even to to my surprise. I would be shocked at some of your uh, like random it's almost bedtime. Kids are all in the pajamas, and you're like, unbeknownst to me, let's go get ice cream. <laughs> well, we didn't get out in our pajamas, <laughs> but we, you know, I think the, the kids probably they did. may have, but those are things that you and, and that wasn't like an all the time thing because at at that rate, it's not spontaneous anymore. <laughs> but you're looking for easy things that you can create that. Yeah. Uh, that are fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're you're trying to make your dinner table fun, not a food fight, 
But we're not working out major yeah. problems at dinner table yeah. either. We're going to talk about good things, happy things, mm-hmm. you know, uh, laugh around the dinner table. Um, you're, you're looking for how do I, um, what are some things that your family enjoys doing that may not necessarily be your favorite thing, but I just need to do that. It becomes yeah. a discipline. I know at movies can be a great, um, just fun thing. And I know you and I watched a lot of animated movies back in the day that we would never have chosen. But there's one that rhymes with chosen that I think a lot of y'all have to endure right now. Uh, Mm, Let it go. Um, So I think you just, you endure a lot of it in those early days and you're laughing at things that... (laughs) I don't know. I really enjoyed Shrek. Well, that's true. Shrek was awesome. Shrek still is awesome. They kind of came around. Now, I will say, I loved it when our kids got a little bit older, eighth grade, into high school, when the humor kind of opened up a little bit, came a little more edgy, nothing too crazy, but we could sit down and watch some movies together. We were big fans of uh, Jack Black, Within Reason, Napoleon Dynamite, kind of... uh, Nacho Libre. Oh, Nacho Libre, uh, you know, little, uh, what was, uh, school, school, school of, of Rock. rock school which of Rock. I know. Maybe some of y'all maybe watch that and go, there's no way. I just lost well, all our respect kids, for our them. Our kids were older at some point. They were older, yeah. but it gave, um, I enjoyed the humor of older uh, teenagers. That was really fun. And then it gave us some lingo and really the whole inside joke. You're just, um, you're doing lines from movies right. that lighten mo- moments. Yeah. And it gives your family some, just some vernacular of fun that you're enjoying from those movies. So I and think we're movies laughing are huge. about the same things. True. I mean, that, that matters. How about when we're laughing at one of the family members that was those are good in our house. though i mean uh, usually I, I think i was going to say i think the i think for kids being able to laugh at mom and dad and mom and dad not being yeah. upset that they're the mm-hmm. they're the ones being laughed at you yep. know uh it, it, you've got to embrace because we all have our own little idiosyncrasies or Things that we say or yeah. do, you gotta and, laugh at yourself. And they're f- and and when kids can join in on mm-hmm. that with you or and at you, and you can laugh at it, it creates a happy moment. I yeah. mean, it's 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 how's it raising kids and being in a family can be difficult. So yeah. any moments that can be light where we can laugh together is awesome. Mm-hmm. We have some parenting mentors uh, that were a little ahead of us and just great wise. Um, mentors, people. So they would tell us, uh, to the best of your ability, within reason, create a yes home. When kids Rodney ask, and Selma Wilson, shout, shout out. out. We love you. Um, come be in our podcast, please. Uh, <laughs> I hope they come. But anyway, if, if there's an opportunity within reason that your kids want to do something, a lot of times my first response was no, because I was tired. Yeah. No, because I just wanted to maintain control. But they really taught me to think through. And if you can say yes, do it. So often we have to say no about things. And so any opportunity that you get to be able to say yes, having fun is of extreme value. Yeah. And in days of difficult times, it is something that you look back on and joy. Yeah. It, it, that creates times of joy. I remember a story when when uh, we lived in Houston. 
our neighborhood. We lived on a little cul-de-sac, and um, there were kids everywhere. It was awesome from that mm-hmm. standpoint because our kids had other children around them. And I remember one day, uh, I can't remember how old Peyton was. He 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 was three or four. That's what I'm thinking. He maybe, had to have been four. Maybe, maybe something along those lines. And I remember us being out in our little cul-de-sac street with all of the kids. And I happened to walk out with him to do something. The kids were everywhere. And I remember a, a little boy who couldn't have been much older than four, could have even been a little younger than him, I imagine. <laughs> I think he was, because I think his name was Maxwell. And cause, uh, <laughs> Maxwell. I think, oh, Maxwell. I heard that a lot from his parents. So uh, I think we walked out, and I remember Peyton saying something to the group, and that little boy turned around <laughs> and looking at Peyton, and he just said, won't you shut the crap up? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. I just kind of looked at Peyton. Peyton looked at me and we turned around and walked back in the house. I don't, I mean, what do you say about that? Well, that has kind of become, and this may drop us down a notch or two. That's kind of become a little family saying, you know, it's just a, in the moment when something funny is happening or we're being laughed at by another one, someone will just look around and go, won't you shut the crap up? I mean, you know. it works. Yeah. Or you get a text from somebody that that's just that just says, "STCU, mm-hmm. shut the crap up." So I'm sorry if that just made some of you really uncomfortable. But you've got to look for moments <laughs> when you can laugh with your kids. That is a shared moment. Yes. Like that. Yes. Things uh, that are going to carry you through, the, you know, just the years of, of your kids. So it may be quotes from a movie. Um, I know we have a lot of shared memories around vacations. Yeah. Yeah, we did. So we that did. was a but, huge part of, of just having fun. One of the things that would happen, you remember, how did we close all of our vacations. Do you remember? I do. We would go to a hibachi grill. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it was Benihana's. Sometimes it was just random place. Sometimes we didn't go to a hibachi till we got back to our house. But the vacation was not over until yeah. we all sat around that hibachi table. Some of it was for uh, just sanity because we had been on a vacation or you've been gone and there's no food in the house. And uh, who wants to go to the grocery store right after that? So we would just end it. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it was hilarious because you're always waiting for the onion volcano to happen. <laughs> Who's going to get the, the shrimp popped into their mouth or the hat or something along those lines. If you've been to a hibachi place, you know what I'm talking about. But we still laugh about those kinds of things Mm -hmm. and have great memories and pictures that have been joyful Mm -hmm. occasions for us to remember. Yeah. And, you know, financially, there were some things that were investments. We knew, uh, I mean, we planned for vacations uh, maybe once, a big one once a year, and then maybe a smaller one. But Kyle and I had to financially save for that. And but it doesn't always an investment. Have to, and it doesn't always have to be vacation kind of stuff. I mean, it's the 10 o'clock, let's run to Dairy Dip and get a dip <laughs> cone or something. It's, Where is Dairy Dip? Kyle? I have no idea. <laughs> but it's something along those lines. Ice for, cream. But you know, a lot of times, uh, happy times, happy times more than not happen out of experiences rather than mm-hmm. items yep. that can be bought that in like a month or two or the next year are broken and end up at Goodwill. That is so true. Experience 
experiences over things, I think, all the time. And so any way that you can um, create happy moments, sitting on the floor, you got a bad back, go to the table, put together a puzzle with them, Mm -hmm. uh, do a board game, uh, creative opportunities. It might be something that your teenager really wants to do and you, you you jump in with them. There's yeah. a concert that they've been dying to go to, and you get them tickets for it. Yeah. Uh, get creative because what what the things that are going to bring uh, happiness and joy is different for each of those kids, and how you look at those things and invest. Don't take what Amy and I do. God has given you a creative mind. And you figure out what does that look like, because uh, I want to say this, happiness is in the circumstance. Joy happens in spite of the circumstance. Mm -hmm. And when when all of you are in difficult situations, you'll have a joyful remembrance of things that is invaluable to your family. Yeah. I mean, parenting is a gift and gifts are good. Our father is good and he gives us these children. And the scripture I always go to, I think it's Psalm 127 about arrows in your quiver. And man, that is joyful. It is joyful to think about the children that the Lord has put into our homes. So in the midst of of parenting, it's hard. I hope you're finding joy. I hope you're finding uh, the gifts that God has given your family specifically. So thank him for it and, and live in it. Thanks for joining us on Family Cast, a weekly conversation about marriage, parenting, and all things family. We ask you to subscribe to Family Cast on your favorite podcast platform and invite a friend to listen in.